NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. All right, guys, let's welcome uh, Devin Swank of Sanguasugabog to the Talk To Me podcast here at NotFest.com. Devin, how are we doing today? Pretty good, man. Just uh, caffeinated and stimulated and uh, ready to rock. <laughs> nice, man. So uh, Homicidal Ecstasy out February 3rd, Century Media Records, man. And I've been I've been listening to this album kind of on nonstop the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it is, it is just like... Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and it's almost like a throwback death metal record. Like it reminds me of like that nineties, just good death metal from like back in the day. There's like no core, no singing. It's like a, just a full on death metal record. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're, uh, we stick to what we know on this record and that's, uh, you know, like mid nineties, uh, early two thousands, like brutal death and other stuff like influenced in there too, as well. So when it comes to the band, I mean, talk a little bit about, you know, just the writing process and, you know, obviously it looks like the drummer has a lot to do with everything. So just kind of talk about, you know, just, just getting everything together and, and working through a pandemic and all the, all the fun stuff. For sure, man. So, uh, you know, when we, when we write, um, you know, when we, we, we tour a lot, we tour extensively, you know, uh, I think the shortest tour we've ever done is, three and a half weeks. We usually do like about six week runs. Wow. Nice. Hardly any days off. Um, you know, we toured uh, a lot this year, we played uh, close to like 150 shows and, and everything too. So when we get downtime and have to rehearse and work, uh, you know, we have the luxury to have like a home studio, any money that we profit from touring, you know, we dump that back into our recording studio. And when we, when we record and practice, you know, we're about, we stay uh, about two or three days with each other. You know, we, we sleep there and wake up first thing in the morning, start jamming and then jam until the wee hours of the night. Um, you know, and when we write with this record, especially, you know, we have, uh, we all had a hand in, in every part of it. You know, there's not one song that one particular person just wrote, but you know, we do have uh, Cody, our uh, drummer and uh, engineer, the man's like uh he's like a rain man of brutal <laughs> nice. death metal. He's uh he could come out with like the sickest song just out of thin air. You know, that crazy story, man. He yeah, when he was four years old, he entered a uh, talent competition. Okay. And uh played over the mountain by Ozzy Osbourne on guitar and uh also played like an Ingve lick. So at four. At four years old. Wow. Four years old. So what's he doing playing drums, man? He should be playing the guitar, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, he's just as good as a drummer as he is a, a guitarist, man. And he uh, he also does write a lot of riffs, too. You know, uh, Face Ripped Off and Necrosexual Deviant. You know, those are some riffs that he he has riffs in, in those songs, as, as we all do. Like, I don't play guitar, but I do a couple, like, mouthy and, like, Judd Judd right. acapella type <laughs> stuff. And we need, uh, a, yeah, we need uh, a right here. Yeah, yeah. I call them beanie weenies. Like <laughs> judge, 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 beanie weenie. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then uh, I guess like during the midst of the pandemic, you know, it, it definitely slowed things down a little bit, and um, you know, we get we got to tour like as soon as the the gates opened back up. But you know, in the midst of that, we we released our first full length record, um, and you know, also had to deal with like a lineup change and things of that nature. Uh, so we kind of had to like build up off the steam that we were building, but didn't know it was building because we weren't playing shows. And then we also kind of had to like build the band up back up kind of from the ground up too, as well. So took on that challenge and as well as a busy touring schedule and carving out a, this full length record all at the same time, we stayed pretty busy, but we poured uh, every bit of us and our hearts into this record that we're about to drop. So what's your like go to when you're when you're about to leave for a tour and I'm assuming you know I I toured way back in the day so I mean mm-hmm. I you know I know van tours very well mm-hmm. and, and so I'm I'm assuming you know like what are your what are your kind of go to you have to have in the in the van like the you know your own pillow you know the make sure yeah. that earbuds are charged all that good stuff Yeah 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 for sure uh yeah definitely um a pillow uh is number 1 uh change of clothes and a trash bag so we could put dirty clothes in just in case we, we it's rare that we ever get a hotel or, um, right. you know, sometimes we, we, we get to stop at uh laundromats and things too. Um, you know, we also, uh, the, on our band card, we got, we all got gym memberships at, at planet fitness on it. So I was about to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. We get to, we get to work out and then, you know, hit the showers and stuff too every day, which is sick. And then, uh, yeah, that's definitely a must. Um, also bring dumbbells <laughs> with me, and I bring uh, uh, some cable resistance bands and stuff too because okay. I have to just stay active. You know, I'm going to be on my feet a lot, and I uh, want to keep moving. Don't want to be stationary and so easy to gain weight on tour. So got to try to keep uh, keep at it, you know, keep an active lifestyle even when I'm on the road. But, yeah, those are uh, – Definitely my must-haves, and then also like a spare like area. Like if I could put my like shower caddy stuff in a little gym bag, and then keep my suitcase or duffel bag open because while on the road, sharing the road with like a bunch of bands, I'm always grabbing merch, even from like local opening acts too. I'm like, damn, your set was sick. Got to get a shirt. Got to get a hat. So right, yeah. Yeah, I think the the rule was always like, you know, pack your suitcase like three fourths of the way full because you're going to come home with so many random band T-shirts and, mm-hmm. you know, the club's going to give you a T-shirt and yeah. you know, like random stuff here and there. I, I, back to the Planet Fitness thing. I wonder if Planet Fitness knows like this is a, a tour hack because I've heard it from from large bands, you know, small mm-hmm. bands. I've heard it from across the gambit. I wonder if they they realize that's kind of a, a, a life hack out on tour. Uh, some of them uh tell us like they can tell right away like when we're coming in they're like you guys are in a touring band aren't you (laughs) how'd you know did the hat and shirt give it away like all of (laughs) us coming out like where's the locker room so uh yeah yeah and then another thing too is like not only like are we taking clothes and stuff like that too but if we ever get any downtime uh what me and drew like to do especially is hit up uh, local record stores and stuff too. So sometimes we'll nice. come out with vinyl and stack of CDs and all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, the the first like big tour I ever did. Like we get to L.A., you know, I'm 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 from Nashville, you know. We get to L.A. and and like friends coming calling from home, like, "What are you doing in L.A.? Are you doing something awesome?" I'm like, "I'm doing laundry." Like we had a day, <laughs> off, we had a day off in L.A. and I was like, "We have to do laundry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's far and in between. That's why I always try to take um take that bag with me and just put my dirty shit in there. And then uh, you know, as far as like um underwear and socks and stuff if it's if it's all the way sweated through and i know i'm not going to hit a laundromat anytime soon i just throw that stuff away and go to walmart and pick up pick up some fresh ones oh yeah there's nothing better than like on tour the day that you grab like a a, a pair of fresh socks you know yeah. you hit up the, even like a walgreens you hit up a walgreens and you're like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna grab a pack of socks and just put them on and you're like oh tour mm-hmm. can tour can continue man yeah man socks and uh Another trick, dude, baby powder always comes in handy, especially if you're like uh, your feet are fucked up from, you know, moving around on stage a lot, being on your feet a lot. And, uh, you know, also helps with like chafing. We're we're thick boys. So (laughs) our thighs rub up against each other. Um, I, I want to talk about the name a little bit and I, and I know you probably get a lot of this type stuff, but I, I think this kind of goes back into like either a, like every band name is already taken. So, I mean, this one sticks out yeah. or it doesn't really matter what your band is called as long as it's good. Like I, there's somewhere in the middle there. What do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, as far as like other bands or like how we went about it. Yeah, how you went about it, you know, just oh, yeah. kind of shows that I mean, you know, Corn is one of the biggest bands ever, and yeah. it's Corn with a K. It's ridiculous, you know. For sure, yeah, we um definitely wanted it to uh, uh, stick out. Um, you know, not only the name being very hard to pronounce and a bunch of letters, and you're just like, what the hell is even that? But also, like, you know, oh, if you can't read it, you know, just read the logo. We we make it easy for you, and it's just a splatter <laughs> logo. But uh. Yeah, um, you know, we it was kind of intentional, you know, if the music's hard hitting, you know, we need we need a band name and logo to match. Like it's got to be hard and head scratching because, you know, we never thought that doing this band like that, the name was going to end up on marquees or magazines or have interviews like this. So, right. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, people even tell us, like, you guys should consider changing your name. It was like, man, we never thought of that. You know, so <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of a a funny like little jab, but at, at the same time, I think it's uh, I think it's cool because it's it's different and out there, and definitely being uh, original is uh, is key because you know there's a lot of cookie cutter yeah. uh, bands and names and stuff out there, so. Being as different as you can, I think, goes a long way. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely sticks out. I mean, it's definitely not just like two words that could be any band ever. You know, it's just like a. How, speaking of like the marquees and stuff, have you have have you seen it just butchered? And then are you surprised when people get it like a hundred percent right? Like when they're putting the yeah. letters up there on the wall. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of different variations of it. I've seen um people get it like spot on and it's right there. And I'm just like, sick. And then I've, <laughs> right. seen, uh, I've seen it like not, it, it take up too much space. So they have to take like half of the word and put it underneath it. So it's all oh. like stacked up on each other. <laughs> right. And then I've seen it like a, a kind of a shortened as well, because uh, they've ran out of G's or 
or letters. So yeah, there's a lot like, of G's oh. running around in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of G's in that band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from G's to gents. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's always crazy seeing it on marquees. And, uh, you know, I thought it was weird when, you know, our first record came out and we saw we saw pictures of ads like being displayed on like train stations and bus stations and stuff like that. And like on the side of buses and we're just like, damn, I can't believe that this funny like <laughs> name that we, we, we came up with is just like out there like that. And, you know, I don't even know if it helps like, cause who the hell is going to remember that, how to spell it at least so they can look it up. But yeah. Yeah. Seeing it on marquees is always a, uh, always a trip. I think if you get like the saying the S A N G and then the U, I think Google just like takes over from there and they're like, Oh, you're looking for this band. Because <laughs> like I was looking for a few different things the last couple of days and I'm like trying to spell it off the top of my head and I'm just like just mashing my keyboard, just like hoping your band pops up at some point. Um let's talk about the face ripped off video, man. I just watched it right before we started recording and Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm not a gore guy. So I was just like, when they just starts peeling the face off and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about just making the video and finding the crew to make that video. And, and just the great, I mean, the, the special effects look great. The, the, right. you know, everything in it. Yeah, man, we, uh, you know, um, our management and stuff, they, they, they've worked with, uh, David Broski and Allison Woes too. You know, they did uh, that video plus the first video we released for this record, uh, Pissed. Um, you know, they've also worked, they've done the Lorna Shore, like Pain Remains videos. And oh, nice. Those caught a lot of attention. So they knew, like we knew when, you know, those names were dropped and what we were getting ourselves into. But as far as like the uh, storyline and everything behind it, we honestly didn't know about what it was going to be. Like I thought... I was going to rip my own face off. And right. um, that's kind of like how it was spilled out to me. And then we got the script uh, like the day before we were going to head over to uh, New York. And then we ended up shooting in uh, Wilkes Bar. And um, I was like, man, this. Uh, so the original concept of it was even more far out there. <laughs> okay. It was like a full on kind of like a gender reassignment surgery like i i wore like her hair and like, yeah wore her face and like wanted to become her and uh i was like man that is fucking far out there <laughs> and so i also you know just didn't want it to be like a full-on snuff so I, I was like hey like could i kill like other people in the band or something and then they were like <laughs> sure who do you want to kill and like without any hesitation i was like drew and they're like do you want to think about that and i was like no i want to, I want to kill drew <laughs> you know <laughs> I had to, just to fuck with him but uh but yeah so you know we added that kind of last minute like drew walks around and he sees uh other members of the band like laying down on the floor like dead mm-hmm. like as if i tried cutting off their face but it wasn't working at first and it was uh it was a trip, man, especially, you know, when you're when you're filming it, I'm you know, I'm not looking at the camera, so there's moments where like I don't even know if the camera's really there because I have to fixate on the person in front of me. And right. you know, when they're acting and it's like it's so it's it's almost real and it's just like how how can I be like expressionless and try to act like I enjoy this when I you know, it's making my skin crawl at the same time. 
So, but you know, at the same time, it was cool, man. You know, I have a, I have a big love for uh, horror, uh, horror movies and stuff. So it was fun, you know, being on the other side of, instead of just watching a movie, like actually being inside of one and right. taking part in that. Do you watch movies now and you're like, oh, I know how they're doing that. Okay, I'm I'm a seasoned yeah. vet when it comes to that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I've i decided to kind of take it on my own. Like we, uh, the other day we started filming a uh, screen test. I'm, I'm actually uh, going to be directing a movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me, kind of gave me like, I've I've had ideas and stuff for a long time. And I think honestly, filming that was, uh, it helps me really put pen to paper and try to like uh, jump in head first and, and doing something like that. You're in the Columbus area, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy up in, uh, I think around Cleveland or Akron that does, uh, does some kind of, uh, horror movies named, uh, I think it's James L. Edwards. He does like, her name was Krista, um, yeah. pretty, pretty far out movie or whatever, but it's on Amazon, but he's up there in your, in your kind of in your neck of the woods doing some yeah. kind of crazy stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. We have a big, uh, like B movie, uh, like short indie horror film, uh, scene in Columbus and, uh, in Cleveland. You know, we also have like, cinema wasteland like a film festival and stuff like that here um but yeah yeah there's there's one movie it used to be on netflix it was called uh i think it was called evil bong or bong of the dead or something like that <laughs> okay it was right. filmed it was literally filmed like in the neighborhood i live in so nice yeah in the scene where the uh you kind of scalp her and it looks like you're just going to put her hair on. I'm like, oh, he's going to put her hair on. But then you turn around and lick her brain or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. there's, like there's like that little piece of like blood that just kind of goes from like your tongue to her head. And I'm like, oh, man, it's yeah. too much. That's because <laughs> I had to do it. The reason why the blood was like sticking like that is because I had to. They had me film that part so many times and it tasted so gross. So I just kept it like at the edge of my lip. And I was just like, man, this ain't right. <laughs> And then she's telling me too. She's just like, just lick it all over like that. I'm like, all right, whatever you say. So, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was wild, man. But you know, at the same time, I got got pretty devoted into it. You know, I was I was trying to be a, a, as creepy and and weird as I possibly can in that video. Absolutely. Well, man, as we kind of wind down here, I mean, you got the, uh, the, the chaos and carnage tour with dying fetus and suicide silence coming up, man. Um, uh, how, I guess, how excited are you for that tour and just kind of get out there with some, uh, some veterans of the scene out there too. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. Uh, you know, I've looked up to dying fetus, especially for a long time and, uh, suicide silence has been, uh, an important band, you know, in my upbringing, those, those first two records, actually first oh, three yeah. records, uh, were pretty vital to me uh, growing up and, you know, also playing with the boarded is a really big deal as well. So uh, stoked, you know, uh, it's cool being in kind of like a borderline, like festival tour package type of deal. Uh, I never really envisioned that for us, you know, when starting the band. So it's some um, uh, dream come true stuff. You know, we toured with uh, Cannibal Corpse last year and now I get to scratch uh, Dying Fetus off the tour uh, bucket list. It's pretty awesome. Nice. My first ever concert I saw in 1994 was Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the, that was the Chris Barnes version of Cannibal Corpse too. So, yeah, well, what a way to walk into to, to concerts. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I'd have never guessed you were going to shows in '94. You look about as yeah. old as me. I'm an old man. Huh? Well, I was I was 
13 or 14 back then. So oh. good times, good times. Uh, let's see here. Anything else on the list here? I mean, I just, a couple of songs I wrote down, um, pissed man. I, the, the groove when that, when that song kicks in, I was just like, Oh man, it's just like, just the groove element of that tune, man. It's so great. Oh yeah, man. It's got the, like the mints and uh polka, polka beats. You know, we, we try to add a little right. butt shaking uh, to our music as much as we can. And then obviously pretty much every song title is great, but uh, I, I love a lesson in savagery. Yeah. But uh, you know, that, that almost, that should be a podcast title. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, when I came up with that, you know, it's kind of like playing homage to like uh, bands like skinless and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So um, yeah, that, that song title goes hard. That song's really cool too. You know, that's yeah, great a song. definitely a highlighted uh, track. You know, if, when people check this out and want to listen to that song in particular, I kind of go all out. I do like a little spoken word thing into it too, which is sweet. And uh, a last thing, man, the, the funniest thing I guess you guys have done recently is the, uh, the, the, the boat rowing kind of post on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook, man. And how just kind of everybody just got all butthurt on that one, man. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to really uh, stir the pot like that. That was a, that was a trip, you know, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't to throw shade at any, any bands. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that what what was funny is I saw a video of uh white chapel, you know, they did those Australian dates with thy artist murder okay. and they posted a video on their Instagram of the crowd boat rowing during one of their songs. And I was like, it doesn't even make sense to do that for that band. Like what's <laughs> right. going on right now? Yeah. And I was just like, man, if you do that at one of our shows, like we have people like hurling off the stages and going off. I was just like, man, I'd have, I'd have to legitimately like stop the song so people don't get hurt. But people took it as like a, a little stab, you know, to the bands like a mono Marth and stuff. And I was just like, it's not even that. I'm just, I'll never make a joke again. You know, <laughs> I can't believe you that bummed about it, but some people had a good laugh out of it too, at the same token. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was great, man. I think it's, yeah. it's and, and I think it's funny that bands or people do it to other bands other than Amon Amarth. Like, I, yeah. I don't get the Whitechapel thing at all. Uh-uh. Like, just randomly sitting down and rowing, uh, you know, to, to whatnot. Well, Devin, man, it's been a blast talking to you. And uh, once again, uh, Homicidal Ecstasy out February 3rd, Century Media Records. And uh, just thanks for taking some time here. Talk to me, podcast, not fest.com. Absolutely, man. Take it easy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the Talk To Me podcast presented by notfest.com. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk To Me podcast.